Chapter Twenty Two of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by Saint Teresa of Avila, translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter Twenty Two. Being in the town of Vias, expecting a license from the Council of Orders for the foundation of the monastery at Caravaca, a father of our order of discalciate friars came to see me there, whose name was Fray Geronimo Gratian de la Madre de Dios. A few years before, he had taken the habit when at Alcala. He was a man of great learning, judgment, and modesty, and during all his life was so distinguished for his virtues that it seems Our Lady had chosen him for the good of this primitive order. When he was at Alcala, he was very far from thinking of taking our habit, though not of being a religious, because though his parents had other intentions, on account of being in high favor with the king, and by reason of their son's distinguished abilities, yet he was far otherwise inclined. His father, however, who was the king's secretary, desired he should use his pen in his office of secretary. But being very young, he disliked the office so much, that by his tears he obtained leave to study and learn divinity. He endeavored to enter into the Society of Jesus, and would have been admitted, but on a certain occasion the fathers advised him to wait a few days longer. He told me that all his amusements and pleasures did nothing but torment him, because he thought those were not the safe way to heaven. He constantly observed the hours of prayer, and his recollection and modesty were extremely great. About this time, a great friend of his, named Fray Juan de Jesus, a doctor too, entered into our order of the monastery at Pastrana. I know not whether it was on this occasion, or from his undertaking to write about the greatness and antiquity of our order, that he began to have an inclination for it. It gave him such great pleasure to read anything connected with the order and to verify what he read by the testimony of grave authors that many times he scrupled about interrupting his studies of other things by not being able to leave off studying our history his hours of recreation even were devoted to it oh the wisdom and power of god how unable are we to escape doing his will our lord was clearly sensible what great need we had of such a person to carry on the work which his divine majesty had commenced I often praise him for the favor he hath shown us herein, for if I had asked his divine majesty for such a person, who at first might regulate all the affairs of our order, I could not have asked for a better than the one his majesty gave us. May he be blessed for ever. Being then far from the intention of taking this habit, he was requested to go to Pastrana to speak with a prioress in one of our monasteries, which as yet was not removed, about admitting a person into it. What wonderful means the divine majesty takes, for had he been resolved to go there and take the habit, he would perhaps have met with so many to oppose him, that he never would have taken it. But the blessed virgin, our lady, to whom he is exceedingly devout, wished to reward him by bestowing her habit on him. And I think she was instrumental in prevailing on God to do him this favor, and the same glorious virgin was also the cause of his taking the habit, and of being so much inclined to our order. She was unwilling that one who desired to serve her so much should want an opportunity of putting his design in execution, 
for she is always accustomed to bestow favors on those who desire to put themselves under her protection. When only a child in Madrid, he often went to an image of Our Lady, to which he had a great devotion, I do not remember where it stood, and whom he was accustomed to call his beloved, and frequently visited this image. She obtained from her son that purity in which he always lived. He told me once, that sometimes she appeared to him with her eyes swollen with weeping on account of the offenses committed against her son. Hence arose within him an impetuous desire for the welfare of souls, and a very great sorrow when he saw God offended. He is so strongly impressed with this desire of doing good to souls, that whatever labor it may cost him, all seems little, if he thinks he can do a benefit to any one. This I have seen by experience in the many troubles he has endured. The Blessed Virgin then brought him to Pastrana, he thinking that he was going there to procure the habit for one who desired to be a nun, but God conducted him there to give it to him. Oh, how wonderful are the secrets of God! And how, without our wishing or intending it, he goes on disposing us for receiving such favors! Thus did he repay this man for the good works he had done, and for the good example he had given, and the great desires he had for serving his glorious mother. For indeed his majesty will always repay such desires, by bestowing great favors. Having arrived at Pastrana, he went to speak with the prioress about admitting the person to be a nun, but it seems he rather treated with her about her obtaining from our Lord his own entrance into the order. As soon as she saw him, his demeanor pleased her much, insomuch so, that for the most part, those who speak with him, love him, which is a special favor from our Lord, and he is also extremely beloved by all his inferiors, both men and women. For though he leaves no fault unpunished, in this point he is very particular, having a regard for the welfare of the order, yet he does everything with such sweetness and mildness, that it seems no one can complain of him. As then both the prioress and the other nuns were exceedingly pleased with him, they were extremely desirous he should enter the order. The prioress told the sisters how important such a thing would be to the order, for there were then very few, or none such as he, that so they might all beseech our Lord not to let him go away without his taking the habit. The prioress herself is a very great servant of God, and hence I think her prayers alone would be heard by his divine majesty. How much more the prayers of so many devout souls that were living there! They all took up the matter very earnestly, and with fasting, discipline, and prayers, they continually besought his divine majesty, and at length he was pleased to grant this favor. When Father Gratian went to the monastery of the friars, and saw so much devotion, and opportunities for serving our Lord, and above all, that it was the order of his glorious mother, whom he desired so much to serve, his heart began to be moved, not to return to the world again. And though the devil had suggested many difficulties, and in particular the grief which this step would cause his parents, who loved him much, and had great hopes he would be of great assistance to their children, for they had many. Yet leaving this care to God, for whose sake he abandoned all things, he determined now to become a devout servant of Our Lady, and to take her habit and accordingly it was given to him, to the great joy of all, and especially of the prioress and nuns, who gave great thanks and praises to our Lord, thinking that God had done them this favor on account of their prayers. 
he spent his year of probation with such humility that he seemed to be one of the lowest novices at one time his virtue was especially tried for as there was then no friar a superior was appointed who was very young and without learning or abilities or prudence for governing neither had he had any experience as he had been only lately admitted into the order it was a very strange thing to see how he governed the religious and the mortifications he imposed upon them every time i think on the subject i am astonished how they could have borne with him the divine spirit was necessary to enable them to bear this trouble but it was afterwards discovered that he was extremely subject to melancholy so that wherever he went even as a subject he gave trouble how much more when he was in command for this melancholy had gained great power over him he is however a good religious man and god sometimes allows the error to happen of putting such persons in authority in order to perfect the virtue of obedience in those he loves and so it was here in recompense for this trial god bestowed a very wonderful light in the matters of obedience of father Hieronimo, that so he might teach this virtue to his subjects as one who had made so good a beginning in the exercise of it and that he might not want experience in everything we stood in need of he had most grievous temptations three months before his profession but like a brave captain who was to be one of the sons of our lady he manfully defended himself against them and the more the devil pressed him to take off the habit so much the more did he resolve not to do so but rather to take the vows he gave me a certain treatise which he wrote during these violent temptations and from this i derived great edification by which i clearly saw the strength god had given him it may seem impertinent he should communicate to me so many particulars connected with his soul but perhaps our lord allowed it that i might insert them here to the end he might be praised in his creatures for i know that neither to his confessor nor to any one else did he declare so much sometimes he might think on account of my age and what he had heard of me that i had some experience in these matters in discoursing about several other things he related to me these and other matters which i do not intend to mention in order not to be too long i have been very short in order that should these words ever come to any time to be read by him they may not displease him i could not do less than i have done nor forbear mentioning one who has been so instrumental in the restoration of our primitive rule for though he was not the first who began it yet the time was when i could sometimes have been angry that the work had begun had i not had so great confidence in the goodness of god i speak of the houses of the friars for as regards those of the nuns they have up to this time always gone on well but the houses of the friars though they did not go on badly yet they had within them the principle of falling very soon because having no provincial of their own they were governed by the fathers of the relaxed rule those who were able to govern such as fray antonio de jesus who began the reformation were not approved nor supported neither had they given them any particular constitutions by the most reverend father general in every house they did as they liked and until they lived and were governed by themselves they endured great troubles for some liked one thing others liked another and this state often gave me much pain all this however our lord remedied by means of Geronimo de la madre de dios for they made him commissary apostolic 
and gave him authority and command over monks and nuns of the discalciate order. He also drew up constitutions for the friars. We nuns had them already from our most reverend father. By virtue of the apostolic authority he had, and by his other excellent qualities which our Lord had given him, as I have already mentioned. The first time he visited them, he put everything in such excellent order, that it was quite clear he was assisted by his divine majesty, and that our lady had chosen him for the good of her order, whom I humbly entreat to obtain of her son continual favor and grace, that he may advance still more in his service. Amen. End of chapter 22